0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the chief of serial and the sigilite of the FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Dog, your competitive correspondent. Kicker,
1: what have you been up to, buddy? Dude, I've been binge-watching The Expanse. It is so oh. damn good. I mean, I didn't know this thing existed till about two weeks ago, and I'm, I'm, I'm just hooked. I mean, I don't, I don't ever watch like much TV at all, but three hours a night right now. Is, is is you know three episodes basically i yes, got to
0: is that why you're not getting your hobbying done
1: well so i i yeah i know right and i have an rtt in two weeks and i want to run the eldar so i've been going mm-hmm. non-stop can we can we show my hobby progress i have been working so i've been watching tv uh and trying to work a little bit while doing that do you, do you got my photos mr tech priest Rich. there we go sweet tech uh, priest is working on it tech priest is working on my photos Yeah. So i've been i've been trying to just get a color scheme there we, that. there we go there we go so those are my uh my my rangers um they're quick and dirty but the key thing there is quick (laughs) because i'm trying to do an entire 2000 point army in about three weeks so the chat
0: wants to know how far you're into the expanse
1: oh i am on season five so i think the second to last season and it is solid like i mean okay season four three and 4 were like "Mm, maybe we should pause this turn it off but season five like boom yes we are in 100 percent Right. uh All right. yeah yeah what about you seth what have you been up to have you been playing pokemon or something no pokemon i have or?
0: not um i've 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 had to put a halt on my pokemon budget because right. i spent a lot um Untout. and then, uh and pokemon probably more on pokemon yeah. than I did. <laughs> um anyway but uh warhammer total war three came out Ooh, um yes have been playing that i finally beat the kiss love campaign last night super excited about that um we finished watching peacemaker um, have you watched Peacemaker Kicker?
1: No, but it's it's on my queue, it keeps them popping up, like watch, it is watch, it watch, is watch, absolutely
0: watch. hilarious and totally worth your time. And then we went to see the Batman on Sunday, um, mm. which was fantastic. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I'm a huge Batman nerd anyway. Like you can't see here, but like <laughs> right there and right there are multiple Batman posters in my in my little <laughs> streaming room here. So um huge Batman nerd. So super enjoyed it. Um, and then I also I, I signed up for my next event and I kind of want to give them a shout out here. Yeah, it's it. for the Battle to End Alzheimer's. Ooh. Um, it's a charity event, uh ran out of Tables and Towers, uh, which if you remember, uh is the store owned by Anthony Birdsong, but it's being put on by uh JC Watts, one of my uh friends back up in Maryland. So I'm gonna be heading up there. Uh it is the ninth. I'm gonna double check. I believe it's the ninth and tenth of April. Yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. I still believe their tickets on sale. Um, Anthony's store is supposed to be super nice. So I'm going to check that out. Um, and I hear that there's going to be a, uh, ability to purchase pies to pie, certain 40 K individuals. Love this. This is great. Um, and I have been told that you can pie TJ Lane again. Oh, and, uh, TJ is a friend of <laughs> mine. So, uh, I think I'm gonna have
1: to pie. TJ. Oh my tea. gosh! I don't know. If you should be saying that. Well, so I'm so you buy to. a pie for charity. Yep. You don't eat the pie. You use no. the pie. To- it's just
0: the, it's it you know it's a tin with whipped cream, and you just right. go and
1: boom. Yeah, yeah. Pie. Can you someone. do this like mid-game because I could see this being a real. I don't tactical, know, but if you, you know, we could, it would be
0: amazing. You're yeah, yeah, like ah, distraction pie. I think I think Tech Priest Richard has some new tech today. Ooh, yes, let's hear it.
1: I, I totally forgot to like bring myself in. So people can... ah, it's one of those. Uh you, you guys will notice that uh your your messages are, are showing up on the show. So uh, yeah, but keep Technology. giving us love. This is this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and I I believe
0: it's if you're if you want to get your message on the show, it's the Twitch uh chat that yes. we're able to display. Twitch is so,
1: the place to be. So yeah. So
0: Tech Priest Richard has the ability to pull your comments out of Twitch and put them on screen yeah. for us. So and, and this you is say just say
1: and just to remind you guys, we are a live show every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that you can participate in all the fun visual elements of the show and get to be part of the chat, which is always entertaining. And our chat really has been extremely entertaining and growing and growing. I think Twitch is the main platform we're going to be using right now, but we are on mm-hmm. YouTube and, yes. and, and all the internet stuff. Yep. Uh, Kicker, take yeah. us into industry news. we got to keep it short, though, because we have a special guest tonight, we folks. We do have a special guest tonight. Okay, let's do this, guys. NIDS, it's official. The book has been announced. We all knew it was coming, but it's always that that nice little feeling when you know okay there you are it's been announced we see the cover we know what's happening so we know the tyranid book is on the horizon with that said we also have seen the brand new tyranid co- co- uh, combat patrol box there's a lot of guns in this i think there's there are two or three squads seth do you remember i know there's at least it's two. Like boxes- Thirty. It's, it's a it's a it's a ton it's a lot of gaunts. It's a lot. But which is which is interesting, though, right? Because yeah. GW did this with the Aldari Combat Patrol box where there's multiple squads of the same unit. Traditionally, they would, you know, just give you kind of a shotgun effect, a bunch of random sprinklings of things here. We're getting, you know, in, in the Aldari was, I think, two boxes, two units of the Windriders. And now we're getting at least two, maybe three units of the gaunts. Uh I don't know what to think about it. I think it's kind of cool. You can lean into a build already. Um, what do you think about that, Seth? Do you think it's just annoying that they're giving you multiple units, one box?
0: I, I like that cuz yeah. those basic troop things are always they might not be good right now but there's always something that you kind of want to have in your army and, um, and- or your collection
1: in in the event that that cycles around and becomes good. Talking about Nids we we we, we got to talk about the new model. I mean Nids get a brand new fancy model, the the parasite of Mortex. Um he's he's got some pretty novel rules. Seth, I know you are the the expert here when it comes to the rules. Did you do the deep dive in here? I mean, there were some kind of cool tidbits that were announced uh, 2 days ago.
0: Yeah, so um, it's it's a character model, uh, and it, it has a pretty good stat line. The big thing is it has a really long movement, like a 16-inch movement.
1: It moves faster um, than the Elder like jet bikes. Yeah. Seriously? Um,
0: and they didn't show us all of its Warwick here, but they did show us the barbed ovo position tour. I don't know how to say that. I don't know if yeah, anyone does. okay. No, we don't. Um it's but importantly, it's a single-strength 6 AP-1 attack that if it wounds it does one damage but also if it wounds it infects the unit with a parasite that does one mortal wound and then each subsequent turn you roll uh and on a one through three that unit uh suffers d3 mortal wounds and it's no longer infected and on a four five six it suffers d3 mortal wounds and it remains infected so you could keep doing mortal wounds to a unit i love it and if the unit suffers two or more mortal wounds at any point because of that you spawn a ripper how cool is this? Like, um, I love
1: this rule. This is so yeah. much fun. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I want to see more of. Um, and then I think they also lose objective security or yeah. something. I don't know. It has and it's an amazing name. The rule is called it itches. It so itches. While, while
0: they while they have that parasite effect, not only do they take mortal wounds, they lose obsec. So it's a great little character just to run in and be like, yeah, smack a unit, you know, a cheap troop unit takes away obsec. And it just slowly grinds that unit down over time. Um so I I'm really liking it. Um I I think that if they still Nids are always a, where a movement army the last few editions so if they keep that that ability to move kind of quickly and they have all those obsec bugs that'd be a really great combo to be like ah, I hit your unit and it loses obsec and then I ran a bunch of cheap termagants on there and boom it's mine.
1: So we're talking about really cool rules we're getting for 40k for the Nids. Know what's not getting really cool rules for 40k? But- wah, wah, the, the the corsairs, dude. The kill team box, like they've got such cool rules for kill team. But I'm looking here at the shade runner rules. This is the like the ninja corsair guy with the two like daggers. He's never gonna get played in 40k. He's probably the coolest model in the entire. Kit.
0: sean nathan is now going to make a event pointing list with that model just to prove you wrong I do think. it do it
1: please i want you to do that because i want to run that model like i love that model but um it, it really i i just wish that some of the kill team minis got the same kind of cool rules to use in 40k and i know it's probably not possible because it's just
0: really are you complaining that
1: eldar didn't get enough rules have you seen the size of that book kicker <laughs> You're right all right, kicker? right, right. Kicker? moving right along speaking yeah. about eldar still though right um hey what's up shining spears and the avatar have still not dropped which is which is kind of annoying so we, that's probably gonna happen in two or three weeks but which means i'm not running them for this rtt that i'm, I'm prepping for i was really hoping that they would have arrived i've been announced um you know with a, with an order date so i know that doesn't mean i know you hate eldar you don't care less seth but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i have to wait a little bit longer and we all have to wait a little bit longer for that gorgeous avatar model yep seth I think we need to do it now. I think we need to bring in somebody. All right. So uh,
0: tonight um, we're going to bring on someone you probably recognize. Uh, We're bringing on Steve Joel. He is the smoothest voice in Warhammer. Um, I'm waiting for him to pop up on the screen so he can say hi. There There we we go. go. Hey, Steve. Say hi to everyone. (laughs)
1: yeah you are extremely generous uh i do not think that we are no (laughs) nearly in the same sort of uh world or universe yeah i
0: I frequently have like i used to watch signals when you know years ago and i'm like i'm not doing that now (laughs) are they sure this is still happening yeah the show uh, is a legacy show, it They're saying they cannot hear
1: Steve. Okay, let's, let's get uh, Steve Rich, if you can work on Steve's voice there. Seth, why don't you give a little introduction on Steve real fast? Steve, can you test your mic real fast?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, hopefully this is working. I don't know. If you yeah. can't hear me, you can't right. hear me. Okay, chat saying, yeah. well, uh, uh, saying you're good,
1: Seth. you give a little introduction.
0: See if chat says you're good or not, Seth. We'll we give, give a little introduction
1: on Steve. Maybe you know yeah. what podcast he's done. What he? Yeah, he's not everyone, uh, I mean, Steve is famous, but not everyone necessarily knows. See,
0: Steve's everywhere. He's, he's omnipresent. Everywhere. Um, he for for us, he does uh, game changers, which has been a great series. Um, he also is now one of the co-hosts on the the Art of War OG. Um, Or as some of his uh, fellow podcasts call him, the Art of War Vanilla Kiwi. Uh, Yeah. And uh, you've been doing some work with uh, Canhammer too, is that right?
2: Occasional guest spots. They call me uh, the um, honorary Canadian. Kiwis and Canadians have this real, uh, and I don't know if it's just because we're both ruled by the queen, uh, you know, we're both Commonwealth countries, but uh, we have a real affinity for each other. I think probably it's because can, Canadians and Kiwis both are right alongside a much bigger country, which is kind of dominant when it yeah. comes to sport and almost everything else. So we we kind of feel for each other in that way.
0: Yeah. And and before all this, you did uh, 40K Today, right?
2: Yeah, we had a little podcast called 40K Today. Uh, John Damaris and I started that one yeah. up and, um, uh, you know, we... That was a daily news show, which was, was amazing
1: that for somebody yeah, to do that every that single was, day. That, I mean, hats I off to you,
2: man. <laughs> well, as, as we showed, and I think this was probably the big takeaway from the podcast, it's untenable. Like you can't keep that up. <laughs> like, yeah. We tried and it went for, I don't, I don't even can't remember how long it went for a little while. Like we did pretty mm-hmm. well, but, but then it just got to a point where as soon as somebody dropped, uh, then it just became super hard for everybody else. We, we yeah. I think, one of the big things was I got to meet some really, really, really cool people through that podcast because we were doing a show every single day. I was able to meet some great people, and then including Reese, which is, um, you know, I spoke to Reese for forty k today the first time around, and then that's what led to me approaching him to see if Frontline would host this this crazy idea I had for a podcast called Forty K Game Changers.
0: Um, I don't know if you can show that that comment from uh, Scotty D forty nine Richard, but uh, I'll 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 read it out for you, Steve. It says, "Oh come on, the All Blacks smash the Wallabies in rugby all the time, Steve. Us Aussies aren't that bad.
2: <laughs> no, uh, Aussies are amazing, and I think that's amazingly generous of Scotty D forty nine to 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 to." to comment on the All Blacks beating the Wallabies you're right but that's the only team of ours that ever beats (laughs) Australia at anything we get caned in the cricket and in the rugby league and in the netball and every now and then we'll win a game and we'll be like yeah we beat australia at cricket it's amazing and which is cool but it's the, the exception that proves the rule so scotty right. thank you for that <laughs> so so uh tonight we
0: brought you on to talk about media and 40k and i think we do need to inform everyone a little bit you know like what what is your background in yeah, media what's your day job here
1: we, we, we before we get into that we have oh, to do you know i mean it'd be re- due diligence seth please due diligence i mean go go ahead go ahead we have to ask you, Steve, it is, it is a requirement on the show. What is your favorite sugary breakfast cereal? And I'd love to hear something special and unique to to New Zealand.
2: Oh my God! If you we don't. All of the interview is over. By the yeah, way,
1: yeah, <laughs> no granola. You're not. Alone. We had. Oh we, we had no granola. We had two alone. granolas.
2: Wait, not, I had granola do... this morning for breakfast, <laughs> but it's not my favorite—not by a long shot. That has okay. much more to do with my age and the necessity for fiber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, functional, functional is important. Uh,
2: yeah, we have. Yeah, I don't know if you you even will know what this is, but we have a thing here called Cluster Crisp, and it's like clusters of oats and it's that sounds glorious i mean it, the name just is classy it sounds yeah, like it sounds
1: like a legend like a classic cereal a classy we, cereal
2: we also for the longest time we had um cereals a weird thing because for the longest time we would see american tv shows and we'd see yeah. things like fruit loops and you've got yeah. this one with a tiger on it frosted something frosted, yeah, frosted <laughs> Flakes all, Flakes. all these amazing exotic yeah. cereals that as that i didn't get when i was growing up that were only like something i would see on tv oh. But we have those now. But I Good. can't eat them now because sugar just wrecked me. So, <laughs> well, I,
1: I'm sorry your childhood was so deprived. It really uh, that was sounds very traumatizing. But it seems like you yeah. turned out okay. Uh, <laughs> S- 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 Seth, take it away with a little bit of yeah. background and yeah. And,
0: so and, you know, yeah, was, we were talking about media in yeah. the 40k, and we wanted to kind of talk about your background a little bit before we jump into that topic. So, why don't you tell everyone at home what you do as a day job, Steve?
2: So my day job for the last 22 years has been as a um, breakfast radio host, which I don't know if you call it breakfast in the States. It's morning a.m. drive. So yeah. I'm on the radio from 6 in the morning until 10 in the morning. Uh, so I get to work at the at the beautiful hour of about 4.30 a.m. And um, uh, prior to that, I was doing a television. So I was uh, a host on a kids' TV show, and I also have done... Uh, reporting for our national news our nightly national news show I used to be a reporter for that and prior to that I did a little bit of other radio stuff and I've contracted doing media consulting and helping with radio shows in other countries and so um I, my my media part of my life goes back 30 something years so so oh, wow. all right yeah. I've done yeah. media. I've been in media for a bit. You've, you've been in media, you've and 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 media.
1: he has to add this to his resume. You you came on to the FLGN before we really got launched with signals, and you came in here and you coached Seth and myself and Shelby, yeah. and 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 so I, I know that that's just one little small minor thing you've ever done, but it really meant a lot to us to have somebody like you coming in here and helping us uh, guide us while we got our we got our you know our. Our feet wet in this industry or
2: this world well listen i i think one session doesn't count as coaching but you guys you you guys are just naturally amazing so you know i only needed to come on once and then i was like my work here is done and then i I wrote it on my cv immediately and uh then then there we go so yeah media in 40k um talk
0: talk about that i mean from from my perspective it's always been started off as like youtube videos and podcasts but you know, what What is what has been your experience with media in 40K?
2: It's really interesting, isn't it? So media, uh, it depends how you define media, but uh, I guess you're talking about content creation and, and what people provide yeah. and what people do.
0: Outside of the actual game that the the company makes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, uh, boy, it's grown so much. Even in the short time that I've been involved in content creation, it's just gone ballistic. And even the number mm-hmm. of podcasts that are available. And I think the challenge is for people uh, and Strangely enough, I was speaking to Stephen Box about this yesterday. Uh, just about setting yourself apart, you know, having a having a unique point of sale. And and there are and, and this isn't no criticism of the podcasts that do this because you know they have a place and lots of them are really super popular. But there are mm-hmm. so many forty k podcasts which is just three, four, or five guys sitting around talking about whatever, you know, just kind yeah. of in a little circle usually uh, agreeing with each other, patting each other on the back and talking smack about Tao and then getting out, you know, and that's, which is, which is fine, but there are just so many that then it becomes an issue of how do you stand out from the crowd, right? So, and that in media, that's always the thing. And the way radio stations do it, for example, is that eventually all the radio stations end up under one of three or four umbrellas you have your umbrella company and then they very much become niche targeted so you go okay we are just going to try and appeal to men or women of this specific age group and then in conjunction with the other radio stations in the stable we will you know make that as broad as possible and so that when advertisers come on they target a specific age group with their advertising mm-hmm. through your niche market radio station. So right. I, I feel like that there are lessons to be learned for, and 40 K is already pretty niche, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. Again, it's, a, it's a pretty narrow band, yeah. but if you've got a bunch of people all doing similar stuff, then, then those people need to find a way of standing out from the crowd. Uh, so signals has got a way of doing that. You, you guys have already identified, you know, where you want to be and, and what you want to hit and, and, and what you're delivering the content you're delivering and how you're doing it. And I think, uh, you know, actually all the frontline with, with the exception of the one I do, all of the frontline um, podcasts, you know, the video element that they have and the streaming live and they, the TV screens and stuff is all kind of quirky, interesting cool. And it adds a unique flavor that no one else is doing or no one else has. So I don't, know, this is a really long winded answer, but I feel like the, the issue is that there's been this massive explosion of content, and uh, a lot of it is very similar. And you'll find the ones that are not, the ones that are really standing out and doing super well, have got a unique point of difference. Or they have a unique character that is a personality which really stands out. Uh, tabletop Tactics have Lawrence Baker. And I've, you know mm-hmm. Lawrence and Bone for years and years and years had this amazing rapport. And if you've got that ability to, to just get on and give each other a hard time and be great together and just have this rapport, then you're already a big step forward. Uh, but there's, there's also, you know, there's in this massive explosion, you've also got a lot of podcasts and a lot of content creators who have issues with the audio quality or the video quality yeah. that they're providing. You know, you need people. If you've got something to say, people need to be able to hear you saying it and you've just got it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I'm answering the question, Seth, but I you, feel like you are,
0: you are, um, I guess I'm my, not, my not a lot, <laughs> well, i've i've been taught when someone does that to rephrase things to them and make sure you understand their points so that's what we're about to do so uh it really you know right now we're there's been an a a explosion of shows and you know audio media video media um and the market for lack of a better term being the audience is over time going to select a yeah. few of those to rise above, and then the rest are going to pass. It's like hair bands in the 80s. There were tons of them, and then a few of them turned into like Motley Crue and Poison, okay? All right, And Twisted Sister. And Twisted yeah. Sister no, don't forget, Twisted Sister. That's And then we get occasional ones like Wind Wham that disappear for decades, and then uh, someone uh, decides to slap on to Peacemaker, and
2: now I'm like, yeah, that's
0: a really good song.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a band uh, when I was at high school called Skid Marks, Skid marks. Yeah. skid marks and this was in the this was in the mid to late 80s so we did you know we did some we did some glam rock numbers
1: yeah yeah, yeah. oh nice
0: so yeah the, you know that when there when there's a lot of the similar content like you were saying having either a targeting a specific community and then there are shows out there that do that that they cater to like um like the flying monkeys cater to um, the Lord Marshall conference, they have their yeah, local oh, regional, regional specific, conference. Yeah. And so they do news on that. And that's the only ones doing news on that conference, or you have unique personalities that stand out from the crowd. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. So um that's kind of where we've we've been and where we've gone. But where well, do, you, do think- you guys think?
1: Oh, sorry, yeah. you take it, Seth. You no, no, you you jump well, in. I'm, I'm I'm just really curious because I mean, Steve, do, do you watch battle reports? Do you ever watch live streams of like LVO, for example? Yeah, like yeah, w- I'm constantly trying to figure out what's the best way to provide that that experience without being there. Because obviously you're in New Zealand, we got people watching from around the world, LVO streams and almost all the FLGN. Uh, provide you know streamed content. You know whether it's going to be BAO next. Um, there's a lot of people tuning into that, and I want to make sure their experience is as amazing as possible. Are there any tips? I mean, you're you've obviously been watching. Now that you said that, but uh, like, are there tips, recommendations? Do you think we need to do more content showing the convention as a whole, or should it be focused purely on the table? Should we have interviews during the middle of the event to get the players' opinion of what they're doing, or is that too disruptive? I I don't know. What are your thoughts? I just I just want to make sure that the live streams are as awesome as possible.
2: I, honestly, the the big thing for me is information and the quality of information mm-hmm. that we're getting. Uh, and this applies to any sports coverage anywhere in the world. Like I'm a big sports fan. I watch a lot of sport. I watch a lot of American sport, baseball, NFL, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly if you're not in the stadium, right? If you're not in, directly involved in the game and 40 K is a classic because it's a complicated game. It's yeah. not an easy game. And even if you know the rules and you know the game and you understand how things work, if you're watching someone else play and you're not privy to the thinking of with their decisions, you're still kind of guessing as to yeah. why they're doing what they're doing. You can see they're moving, but you can't, you're not sure what they're setting up or particularly if it's a top level player and they're working three or four moves ahead, you're kind of like, man, why are they doing that? So it's in any sports coverage, it's about the quality of information and they have commentators who can help, but the more audio you can get and the more video you can get of what's going on, what specifically is happening, the better, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so do you like that the
1: players get mic'd up then? Cause I know that's something oh, that a lot of people oh. go back and forth.
2: Yeah, I I really like it. Now, can you yeah. have too much of it? Sure, mm-hmm. but uh, what you probably don't need from the players is the chit chat between rounds, you know, yeah. or the you need them explaining their decisions, their decision making processes. You don't yeah. always necessarily need to know this is shooting at that, but the movement yeah. phase is really good to have. Them well, up.
0: I would say that sometimes, yeah, I would, I do want to hear them saying like, yeah, I'm shooting at that because that might be a critical decision you know where right. you know where they're applying those resources you know and that's a chance for that sometimes i've I've seen where commentators might get confused they're like all right i'm not sure what he's shooting but we'll see what the, you know the opponent pulls model wise yeah. there um, and that kind of to me takes some of the suspense out of it because you're like oh well by the time i know what he's shooting the the attacks already done i know did the unit survive or not
2: yeah i i really love i love having the players mic'd i can't stress that enough i think the, the players being mic'd but also uh, and look, everybody does it a slightly different way. But um, mm-hmm. when Nick Nanabadi was doing the Games Workshop streams,
1: mm-hmm.
2: having his level of insight yeah. was amazing. Like having him there um, just saying, look, I think this is what they're going to do and this is why they're going to do it. So even though we couldn't hear the players in that instance, but imagine having both. Imagine if you could hear yeah. the players and what they were doing and then you know, pulling that back a little bit and having Nick sort of analyze what just went on or what he thinks is about to happen. But finding that balance is obviously going to be tricky, and we're going to we're going to have to work yeah. that out. But I do think having the players mic'd up is great. Having multiple angles is great, you know. Different um, being able to see the models up close is really cool. But yeah. as you said, kicker, I'm I'm like on the other side of the world. I, there is just yeah. no, if I'm watching this, there is no way for me to understand what's going on other than what I see on the screen mm-hmm. and what I'm hearing from the commentators, and that applies, I guess, to people down the road in Vegas as much as to the people yeah. on the other side of the world, like we're relying on the information coming through from Mm -hmm. the microphones and from the tv so i i think honestly and this is this is a big thing you say to people in radio and in television you've always got to be thinking of the audience right you've got to be Mm -hmm. thinking of the person on the other side of the tv screen or whatever it is the the device they're listening on and trying to put yourself in their position what do they want from me what do they need from me right now when i first started in radio i was told Imagine you're talking to a blind person, like you're at a store yeah. and you're doing a grand opening for a store. You've got to imagine that the person you're talking to, they can't see anything. So you've got to describe it all to them in detail and give a sense of what it is and the atmosphere. So in answer to your earlier question, Kicker, I think interviews with players, I don't know if that's necessary, maybe beforehand, maybe with what they're what they're wanting to achieve, you know. Mm-hmm but i honestly think if we base what we're doing i mean there are so many successful sports casters and sports coverage organisations out there already we just got to look at what they're doing the stuff that works yeah, and yeah. do that i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. It, it's not a sport exactly but it's but it kind of is as well
1: oh yeah i yeah. mean I- i uh i think this was like very useful information i mean with with me as the event manager for frontline gaming i want to make sure every single player in attendance is having a, a, the best experience i mean the events we do are phenomenal i mean they are Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I joined Frontline Gaming because I love the events. And now it's like, wow, I want everyone that's there to be, have an amazing time. But I also want everyone that's not there to get as much of, a, of an amazing time or as, as as close to an experience as being there in person. So that's why I'm like, OK, we got Steve here. Let's figure out how to make that happen. And, and you know, you're talking about miking up the players, you know, focusing on 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 on. Well, providing all the information up there so that you, you, yeah, you may yeah. not be there, but at I, least you get, you know, that's where you come in, right? Seth, you've been helping provide that information on the back. Yeah. End, right? I've been
0: trying to do some sideline reporting, um, at Cherokee and then at LVO. Um, but I, I kind of do want to circle back. I, I like, you. um, I like what Steve's saying. I think it's also important to have, uh, some of that audio and some of that, that expert feedback along with, um, and a way for that, that yeah. shoutcaster to engage with chat because, that is a chance for them to make sure what they're conveying is getting across. Like if someone doesn't understand the table state, if they have no way to interact with that shout cast and say, Hey, is that a unit of Rangers in that centerpiece of terrain? Oh. Or is that a unit of strike scorpions? That's, that's two totally different problems on the board. Yeah. And so if we they need don't to have somebody
1: moderating yeah. that chat and directly responding, Yeah, yeah I basketball. think
0: that's really important too, because that's also a way to keep the audience engaged and keep them from getting lost.
1: I love it. Um, I, love it. I say
0: that because, for a year, I lectured remotely at work and uh if I didn't have chat feedback from my students there and, and they missed a point during a lecture, uh, there was nothing I could do about it so having that chat feedback, even if it's a little delayed, helps those those people um understand what's going on and also just they have a bit more mm-hmm. I, for lack of a better term uh engagement yeah, or a little bit more in invested, show, yeah, and yeah, what's going you, on there.
2: And, and uh, yeah, I love that. And I completely agree. And I think the um, the thing for me is, again, going back to the quality of information that the audience has. And it's that's all, all that matters really is the quality of information via the audio that they're getting and by the camera shots that they're getting. And that, God, aren't we in a great position now that we can provide coverage that has that direct chat ability? Mm-hmm. So you're getting immediate feedback from your audience, which, God, for so long hasn't been hasn't been, and, and if you imagine say the NFL, the Super Bowl can't do that they, we're talking about an audience of bajillions yeah, around yeah, the world. Yeah. they can't just monitor a chat yeah. but we have that ability, even if it's hundreds or thousands in some cases watching us watching a stream at one time, Having that ability to filter through and go, you know what? We've seen 10 people ask the same question. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're, that's information yeah. we need to provide. Yeah. Um, that's speaking right, chat, let's,
1: uh, if you're in the chat right now, <clears throat> please ask away. We have Steve here. Uh, Seth is watching the chat right now. If you yep. got any questions, I don't know. And, if and one of them that. just
0: popped yep. up on the bottom. Yeah. Go for it, um, it, Seth bill robertson says uh, personally i think warhammer games need augmented reality to make them watchable Ooh. too hard to tell what's on the table i know that was a piece of technology for the long time that uh, our overlord val had been working with some groups to make happen um there was a... richard you can tell me the no, name here of comes our tech oh, first,
1: yeah. richard Oh, just like the magic, I pop up. Uh, yeah. It 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 is actually reality, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see it at uh, BAO. So, yeah. Ooh, yes, guys, BAO. uh yeah. we'll hopefully have the whole FLGN team there. Um, because
0: I think that that's the other thing. Because I mean, we're talking about a game of measurements and being able to have a way to accurately measure those yeah. things without interacting with the table. Because that was definitely an awkward point for me at LVO and at um. Cherokee, if there was a question about a game state and I wanted to get an answer, I necessarily didn't want to like go up and ask the players like, hey, did you uh, put this thing down in charge range or not? Um, <laughs> right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely do want to affect the game. game state, you know. But being able to yeah. get some of that information out of the table without directly influencing the players.
1: No, that's um, a good but, point, though, Seth. I never, yeah. I didn't think about that. You don't want to disrupt the gameplay itself because that could either be annoying to the players, or yeah. even worse than and make then, them make a wrong move because they're focused on answering your yeah. Yeah, cool. and
0: and and talking with Joe a lot of Cherokee. One of his big things on his stream is he doesn't want to affect the game state. He really he wants to try to get as much information out of the game without directly affecting game state um and i think that's also something to consider because folks can be stressed on stream They're, you know particularly if it's later in the event they're they're playing at top tables they're playing for for prestige they've got the lights on them they've got you know a bunch of people i mean upwards of thousands of people at some of these bigger events watching like there's a lot of pressure and the last thing you want is some guy being like hey did you measure that range correctly <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i i feel like the um Look, let's make it like uh, Monday Night Football, right? Or yeah. whatever. It'll, being on stream is an honor. Being on stream is super exciting. Yeah. and And yes, it probably gives an advantage to players that are more used to it because it will throw some people off. But it's just, I feel like it's got to become more accepted as one of those mm-hmm. things where, you know, if you're on stream, that probably means you're doing pretty well at the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, or you so you that's great.
0: With the uh, stream team to get on
2: round
1: one yeah, or two. all yeah, well, round one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you No, schmoozed. but, but, <laughs> but, but Steve, <laughs> in which case, re- you're going to be okay with it. <laughs> But Steve, you're absolutely right. People that are hopefully in the running for winning GTs, majors, you know, FLGN, super majors, they're probably going to want to get comfortable with being on stream because I don't think it's going away. I think we want to lean into it even more just because people do enjoy that experience that aren't there. We're talking about all these events coming up. We've got the BAO, of course, and and, and whatnot. But Steve, I mean, I I know you've got some stuff in the works uh, yourself, right? You've got an event uh, happening soon, right?
2: Yeah. Start of April, we've got a... um, And look, I feel silly talking about this because by your standards, it's just it's tiny it's like a speck of dust on no but But you've got
0: listeners that that are watching us now yeah yeah
2: Yeah. so um so we've got an event coming up in new zealand in uh, wellington it's called warzone wellington and uh 40 players hard cap and that's just purely down to the amount of terrain that we can get we can get together and get painted and get ready for the event Uh, we had in our town we had a um a situation where up until last year there were two people who were running most of the events and we had oh, wow. uh, an event to go to most months i would say in wellington and then you know it's not far to go to other parts of the country to get to other events there's something happening most of the time but in wellington both of the men who were doing the events uh for two very different reasons one left town and the other one had just been doing it for 20 years and decided not to anymore that was it he'd had enough so then there was nothing, right? So we mm-hmm. just just nothing in town. So a couple of friends of mine and I, Sean and Aaron and I decided, you know what, we're going to, if we want to play at events, we're going to have to organize the events yeah. ourselves. We're going to have to do it. So we decided to put a little group together and we've started, um, we've done two small ones so far just to kind of wet our feet and get, the idea of what we need to Mm -hmm. do and how we need to do it and set up some rules and things and so this will be our first slightly larger event i know 40 isn't many but it's enough to be a gt so that's that's that's, legit no that's awesome and congrats That's that's
0: that's, importantly that's more tables and terrain than a local
1: store would have Mm -hmm. right you you
0: have grown beyond just hey we're going to do an rtt at a a, already established community um yeah
1: that's awesome. dude! Congrats. I mean, that's that's really exciting that you're, you know, you're not letting a, a community die. You're actually going to grow it and, 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 and make it blossom. That's beautiful,
2: now, purely, purely for selfish reasons. I just want to be able to go to tournaments <laughs> yeah. and then, like if no one else is going to organize them, well, I guess I'll just have to do it so I can just go and play.
1: <laughs> well, purely for selfish reasons, frontline gaming. Had to design a table because we wanted a table that was perfect and it didn't exist out there. And guys, the tables are shipping now. Yes, they are finally shipping. I know, I know. You've all asked and waited. A lot of people were very jealous at LVO and at Cherokee because we were giving, you know, doing pickups there. The tables shipped. We did, we shipped out every single person that ordered a table in the past seven days. Uh, Those tables are arriving right now. They all shipped out. Uh, The warehouse team sent me a photo. It was comical how many tables they had piled up in the parking lot. Yeah, right. They're heavy, dude. They're heavy. They are heavy. <laughs> heavy tables and 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 they are out we're gonna have to get you a, a table steve as soon as we can figure out how to make shipping to new zealand uh realistic oh
2: my god yeah the, the only problem is shipping would cost more than the table would so i mean I, <laughs> i'm jealous i'd love to like this is the other thing we've we've in organizing events like if you're an event organizer having that table available yeah. would just be amazing yeah. um we um you know we we kind of having to go around buying big slabs of wood to put on Trestle tables, yeah, so that yeah. we can get people into a hall and play. It's great.
1: Yeah, and also because they're per- the perfect size of an actual mat, you don't have any yeah. extra wasted space, which means that you can fit in more tables in a more compact venue. Because not everyone has massive ballrooms with unlimited space. A lot of people are trying to do, you know, tournaments, GTs in in more confined spaces. And they need to save every inch they can. Um, yeah. Steve, uh, I, I I know. I think that we're trying to get you some terrain too. I hope we're trying to get you some terrain. I think that was that'd know, be amazing. That's that's I, the I big so.
2: thing is terrain.
1: Well, we got two out of the three lasers. We have these big commercial industrial lasers. One of that we were down to one. We're back up to two now, and the third one should be up and running soon. So I know terrains going to be shipping. We have a lot of people asking for that that fully no. colored terrain stuff. Um, oh, Seth, did you see the poll on Frontline Gaming Community Group? Did you see that? Poll I did. Yes. I did. We, we wanted to ask everyone, hey, you know, what time should we start our day one of each event? Uh, I, I purely needed to know this because I, I myself wake up pretty early. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, let's get the, let's get this going. Yeah, but after his 5 a.m. run. Right. a.m. <laughs> yeah, after I know, that. I, I, know. To, I know. I, I, I mean, I can't run. help it. I wake up early. But, uh, you know, our traditionally 40K events, at least within the U.S. and at, at all the FLG uh, events, has started at 10 a.m. And I'm like, that's a little late. And then I started talking to the Legion guys. I talked to the X-Wing guys. I talked to the Kill Team guys guys and all their all their tournaments start at 9 a.m 8 30 and so i wanted to put the poll out there in the community group what time do you think we should start day one at because you know traditionally it's 10 a.m but do we need to stick with that so we put it 10 a.m 9 a.m and 8 a.m and, and seth what do you think the uh response was man
0: uh the response
2: was 9 a.m
1: yes and you're absolutely correct S- steve what time do your events start you're running events you are a to now man what time do you yeah. start year round one
2: Wow, we normally would start at around 8.30. We'd, 8.30, like, look at that, there
1: we go, boom, 8.30. Yeah, just, 830. So, but
2: 9 sounds much more friendly, and it's just purely a matter of, you know, 40k takes a long time, and we want, exactly. and I guess it depends which end of the day you're looking at, kind of helping people out, where our yeah. thinking is, we want to finish it at a time where people can get away and get some rest and get some dinner and get some sleep and get themselves set up for day two
1: yeah 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 and and that's that that was so far the response i'm looking at the the comment thread so if you want to cast your vote go to the frontline gaming community group on the facebook page uh on the facebook community group and cast your vote on the poll but so far there's quite a few i mean hundreds of people have voted and by far people are saying 9am and a lot of the comments is exactly uh what what steve steve said now yeah i I have to
0: speak for the on behalf of the 10amers yes let's hear it if i remember (laughs) correctly and this is like s- s- way back in the, the the deep recesses of my memory here. I believe the 10 a.m. decision, or at least um, what I remember it was, uh, is when LVO started Reese uh, on Signals, no less, said that 10 a.m. was so that folks could go out and have a good time the night before Thank and have for. a chance to sleep it off before. Um so I, I definitely understand why some of the 10 AMers want it, but I am with you kicker in that like I'm awake by five or six in the morning yeah. anyway. So like before
1: a tournament, come on, dude, the I, just, is I rushing, just, right. I want to get going. So, so somebody else had a good point um, that they were saying, and this was one of the comments that I was reading just before we came uh, on air tonight, they were saying that a lot of people travel in that morning before the event because they don't, you know, because, because of work obligations or whatever. So having it started 10 AM makes it realistic. They can get in their car at, Theoretically 5 a.m. and then drive into the venue, uh, to the event. So, so that's just another you know counterpoint there to, to the 9 a.m. 8 a.m. start. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be reassessing. It looks like for Atlantic City Open, we will be moving up the base purely off this poll. We will be moving up our schedule not to 9 a.m. but to 9:30. We're kind of you know splitting the baby. I hate that term. I think it's terrible because it's you know, like ripping up children in half or something. Is that's a thing, right? That's an Americanism, right, Seth? You split the baby. That's
0: like what is that like King Solomon?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Amer- I'm a terrible American. I, I hear I all think these I, things. Someone
0: tell me if I'm right. Split the difference. Maybe split the difference. Yeah, I was like, I was going to King Solomon, like cut the baby in half and then the mother was like, no, the real mother was like, no, let the other woman have it. You know, that's how he knew. Yeah, like,
1: I, I, you know what, man? We're just going to split like the baby in this story. One, right? That's not an American
2: story. Is it split the baby? Is that an American thing or a New Orleans thing or just a kicker? I think thing, <laughs> it's a New Orleans thing. <laughs> Maybe it's We're New Orleans.
1: We're going to, yeah, right. I, I, Not only am I not very good at being American, I do live in New Orleans where we make all sorts of weird sayings and stuff. So splitting the difference, we're going to go to 9.30 start time for Atlantic City Open. Um, I want to jump into, you you know, um, LSO. We we, we got to talk about this real fast, guys. The tickets for the Lone Star Open are live right now. Can we get that beautiful uh, artwork, Uh, Mr. Richard, our tech priest? The LSO is live. Get your tickets now. Get your room now. LSO, uh, the room block, sold out not once, not twice, but three times last year. I had to beg them to keep on adding rooms in uh, for 2021 one this year they told me they're not adding a single one say what oh yeah yeah. Sorry, we lose steve as the artwork comes in on our our visual there but yeah so lso it did sell the room block sold out last year i've been Mm -hmm. told multiple times by management this year they are not going to add more room so when the room block sells out and it will sell out you're going to be stuck having to pay a significantly higher rate now this is a legit marriott the uh, hotel has been totally upgraded and it is beautiful and uh yeah and our rate is still really really good so so make sure you jump on that Talking about the LSO, let's let's also make sure that everyone knows this is our military appreciation event. This is frontline gaming saying, "Hey, thanks you guys in the armed forces. You guys rock." So, um, if you're in the military, there's all sorts of special perks and whatnot you can do when you're buying your 40k ticket you want to make sure you get the branch that you served in and yes you have to have served in that branch currently or formerly otherwise you need to put yourself as as neutral or civilian this is because your score will be involved in our figuring out which is the best branch at the event more details to follow on that i do want to tell you guys that um, the, the judges for the Lone Star Open have all got military experience. The 40k head judge is Kyle. He's a Marine. The Age of Sigmar head judge is Gavin. He's also the number one in the ITC for Age of Sigmar. Let's just say that, but he's army, a uh, kill team. Uh, we got Caesar there. He's air force X wing. Okay. It's, it's, it's not military, but it's kind of close. It's NASA. That's uh, that's Brent. He is, he's a legit NASA dude. So, uh, yeah, we, we got X wing. Oh, MCP is coast guard. And for star Wars Legion, it's a teacher. Yes. It's a high school teacher. But he's a wonderful gentleman, and so he yes. may not have got military experience. Ben is an amazing, amazing human being, and we're so fortunate to have him run Star Wars Legion at the LSO. Let's jump into the ACO real fast. Let's show up that artwork, Mr. Tech Priest. This is the grand reveal of the Atlantic City Open 2022 artwork.
0: Boom. Hey, hold on, on, kicker. Oh, yeah. There are his questions. Oh, we yeah, got questions. questions. Okay. Well, uh,
1: Let's show up that artwork real fast. That is a beautiful orc holding a tommy gun because, yes, the ACO takes place near the boardwalk of famed... Warwalk Empire fame. Uh, Yeah, let's go to those questions and we can get rid of that artwork. We'll post it tomorrow on the Facebook page.
0: It is quite pretty. I'm glad you finally chose an orc. (laughs) Yeah, there have been it's many
1: it's FLG logos it. depicting many armies, <laughs> but, but no orcs. I I I, I asked no more space marines. We I love space marines; are great. Because but you've had space marines, you've had guardsmen, you've had yeah. Eldar. Well, guardsmen come space on; are kind of corrupted. We have had quite a few Eldar, but yeah, space yeah, yeah. Okay, We space we did have a space wolf. Yeah, no more but space if, marines. You
2: know, they for, should oh, all wow. be space wolves. They should just be uh, 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 I was That's waiting a... <laughs> for it. I was Steve, waiting for our resident
1: space wolf. player. Steve. I should have saved you a shirt. The shirt from Cherokee was so
2: cool with the. I know they don't have
1: space wolf characters riding bears but but they should um
2: close enough we've got space wolves riding you know vikings riding giant wolves in space which (laughs) is the whole point of 40k it's ridiculous but cool
1: it's awesome
0: what do we got in the chat seth Uh, folks, talking about having real space marines judge 40k. (laughs) Um, You you got BAO to hit, and then we'll move on. Kicker.
1: All right, let's let's hit BAO. BAO guys, uh, the price does increase on March 11th. So if you're listening to the recording of this podcast, it might be too late. March 11th is a few days away. We're recording this on Wednesday, so yes, the BAO. If you're going, make sure you get your ticket now. A lot of people like to wait to the last minute, but don't why? Why pay thirty five dollars more? It's not necessary. Yeah. Um, so yes, get your know. BAO tickets now. Oh, okay. Uh, I,
0: one now. comment from the chat no, that is shoot. important about um, Lone Star. It's uh, Hyperbunny says uh, when uh, he checked out, it defaulted to Army. Making um, people not noticing and ending up in that branch. So something for you to look into kicker i guess yeah
1: yeah. is his name uh, we've got hyper bunny i I love that by the way that's a great screen name uh hyper bunny yeah just shoot me an email and i can manually adjust your yeah and that that's something yeah
0: for folks to keep keep aware of and if, if you have issues and you signed up under the wrong branch or incorrectly signed up under a branch when you're a civilian kicker's your man boom Gotcha. Uh, he will answer you during his toilet time. I've been told.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. If it's, if, if it's an email, I will do it while I'm working at my desk. If it's a text message, it's while I'm on the toilet. So there we go. All right,
0: <laughs> got it. So I get, I get
1: kicker. You, Seth, time. that special, oh, special oh, time man. is just dedicated to you, and my close
0: friends. to you. I'm real touched.
1: I'm real touched. Okay. <laughs> um, <so tell laughs> All us right. Let's, see. The
0: yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. Yeah, in the way. network. Uh, <laughs> so this week, uh, Grim After Dark. They uh, they have finally had Taylor back on. It was supposed to be a lore episode. It was more just like them geeking out about harlequins for like 45 minutes um or as they would call them murder clowns um mm-hmm. chapter text is still rolling this week thursday shows coming on tomorrow excuse me
1: Oh, got a no, burp. thought We're i was gonna, gonna burp. sneeze didn't gonna sneeze, sneeze okay, burp. Cool. You, you can sneeze uh, or burp it's okay it's, it's, it's uh really
0: there is no war games live this week uh it's uh our our lovely friend joe is taking the week off kicker what do you think uh joe is doing with his lovely
1: week off I mean, dude, I think he's just hiding in the woods, not talking to human beings. He he's is getting he's a root canal. Man. Oh, he's getting a root canal. That is
0: yeah. terrible. Oh, my God. I was like, Joe, Joe, that's not a good way oh to spend God. your vacation, buddy. Hey, no. can we
1: ask our special guest if he's got, you know, maybe, you know, a preview of what's to come from him? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Steve, yeah. what do you got well,
1: on the workbench?
2: This is going to save me having to do a little video myself, which I was All going right. to have to do, because uh, as of yesterday, my wife tested positive for COVID-19, which means we as a household are locked down and locked in, which means that the interview I recorded yesterday New Zealand time with Mr. Stephen Box awesome. about his uh, amazing career, boy, yeah, there's so much you don't know about Mr. Stephen Box that uh, has come up in the, in the chat. Boy, it's... It's a very, 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 very honest and at times quite raw interview. So, um, but I can't, I can't, I can't get to it. I recorded it at work, came home. Then we did the test. it's positive. I can't now leave the house. So normally this would drop Monday, Northern Hemisphere time. I would have uh, my latest interview up, but that ain't going to happen because I can't get to work to edit it or upload it or do anything with it. It's just stuck.
1: But that's worth so, the wait, though. I mean, first of all, yeah. everything you do is great. But Stephen Box, he's a character, man. He's he's a gentleman, cool. he's a saint, he's 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 a great person to talk to. So I, I can't wait for that episode. That one's worth the wait. In the,
2: in the interim, what I would yeah. like everybody to do is go and Google Stephen Box bodybuilding and have a look at some, <laughs> some of the pictures that have been in some of the magazines since he was a very young man. Uh, that'll give you a little taster as to the first five Ooh, minutes of oh. 10 minutes in the chat. Stephen. Yeah.
0: Congrats, buddy!
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, Good job. Seth is currently yeah. doing this. I uh, currently did hey, yes. Uh, Seth, do you want to take us into the competitive news? Yeah. Going on um, right now?
0: So not not a lot's happening in the competitive community in terms of meta. The Eldar book really hasn't hit the meta. It's been out, but we just haven't really seen it get into events because most events have usually like a two week cutoff. Um, so not a lot going on there. Custodes and Chow continue to have. obscene win rate um we're we're crossing our fingers that uh we're going to be seeing some some balanced data slate coming out soon theoretically that's supposed to be an april kicker yeah uh, if they stick to their quarter their every three months plan if it's quarterly it can be a little bit more loose than that but if it's every three months then it's supposed to be in april um so yeah not a ton going on on that front um i'm sorry i don't have a ton of news for you guys this week um but uh we can get into our itc recap yeah, let's do it let's do it so on the 40k competitive track uh our number uh one is uh the lovely red haired menace himself quentin johnson number Pink two is, is, is oh no it's move it's change again there's a purple i don't know he changes again. his hair all the time no right. no the ah. rankings i get them on tuesday they change them on wednesday they oh no do it just okay, messed me up i'm see, gonna have to do, this, do this live week
1: now oh geez okay so who is give me a second i'm doing it live i'm doing it live
0: i can't read the screen it's (laughs) pixelated on my version number (laughs) one is sean rice yeah there we go number two is quentin johnson sorry quentin number three james marsden number four thomas ogden and number five uh johnny Velasquez. vallas Velasquez. i can't can't say words tonight sorry johnny (laughs) um all right let me get me i'm gonna have to pull up the I hobby track the now. hobby track
1: the hobby track's important because i think i know one of the guys in the lead and and he's a just he's a give me a enemy. second i have to do this live now all okay right, do it live do it live no no pressure no pressure no pressure no, no pressure, pressure. No. just opening tabs m- opening manically tabs. Um, but, but you know that is something, Steve. I think you should consider bringing into your, your your I mean your tournament is the hobby track. I know that with you know GW really involved now with more of competitive play, right. we want to grow the hobby track. Are you going to add yeah. that to your tournaments? keep you know is that a part yeah, of your? it's business? a great
2: idea. Look, we haven't we haven't talked about that. We've been running it as simple as possible, but the, a big uh, thing for me and for the other guys involved in this is we really really want to. You know, up the level of what we're doing yeah, yeah. in terms of even the venues that we have it at we want to be able to have it at proper uh you know venues with a bar and, yeah. and accommodation options and things like that so you know really upping the the quality of the the event for people and hobby track is really important i saw quinton johnson was in third place on the hobby track so he's yep. obviously he's doing mm, amazing things look at that guy
0: yep. yep so speaking of hobby truck number one is jamie Pirazzolo. I think I'm saying that right, Jamie. Uh number <laughs> it, two, Eric Mullins. Yes. Uh, that guy three. helped
1: us unload at Cherokee. So just thank you, Eric. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, did he get extra like hobby track points for that? He should have. He should have. Jeez. <laughs> That's how you get hobby track points, folks. Uh number three is Quentin Johnson. Number four, Stephen Scott, and number five, Nathan Fennel. Hopping on over to the AOS uh rankings. Number one is Levin Sitchinavana. Number two, Thomas Guan. Uh, number three, Alexander or Alexander Gonzalez. Number four, Matt Naguin and number five, John Anderson. Mr. Anderson, I couldn't resist a Matrix <laughs> oh my quote, god! The I'm poor guy. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> John
1: John was at Cherokee, too. This just shows going to like, the, you know, Cherokee. Did he a,
0: help he unload a go. truck? He helped load a truck. set up.
1: He actually helped ah, set up. See? Boom, See, there we go. Pollution. There's no bias here. The no. kicker <laughs> at
0: events gets you <laughs> yeah. hobby track points.
1: No, bro. he just worked his ass off and he also, you know, kicks ass on the table. So, yeah, thank yep. you, John. <laughs> All right. Over to the AOS hobby track
0: rankings. Uh, still, the, the, everything one here has only got one score. So there's still a lot of movement to be done this season. Number one, Russ Tanner. Number two, Rob Card. Number three, Blade Duel. And that's how I'm pronouncing it because that's how I think it's supposed to be pronounced. Blade number breaking. four, Eddie Andrews. And number five, William Froel. Awesome. And I definitely butchered that name, but it's fine. Seth,
1: do, do we have any questions
0: in the chat regarding you Well, know, I was sh- reading websites live, so let me go back to chat. Um uh, yeah, so uh three of the top 540 40k hobby track are on the same team.
1: Wow, wow. What team is that, hyper bunny? Oh, us know. Have, Is that hobby goblins out of Jacksonville? Now I gotta be, check. You gotta check, you gotta check. Uh so so I gotta ask. You know, it, it's a question I wanted to ask during an interview earlier, Steve, but I, I didn't know where it would be appropriate. Um, we everyone knows that it's way more expensive to get models in New Zealand than in the USA. So, are people spending a lot more time painting each model because they can't go out and just shop like it's, it's more difficult to go out and shop like crazy? And so, you really commit to those models and you spend time really hobbing them up, or or is it kind of like yeah, you know, it's just, yeah,
2: yeah? Well, it is. It just. I guess it's just all things are relative, right? It's just yeah. what we're used to. These are the prices we pay. Yeah. Um, and it's you only really find out the difference when you talk to people overseas. I oh, just went and bought... Oh, I've got him here. I oh, just yeah. went and bought this fella here, Illuminor Zeras. Oh, yeah, ah, nice. I yeah, went and got it oh, yeah. yesterday. Beautiful. Uh, model, I, don't yeah. know what this, I don't know what this goes for in other countries, but this is 99 New Zealand dollars. <laughs> oh, which, man. to give you an idea, okay. New Zealand dollars are really similar to Canadian dollars. I think yeah, we yeah. pay... It's about, so a uh, New Zealand dollar is about 60 US cents. <laughs> so no, yeah. that's 68 yeah, yeah. US cents. <sighs> I'm Googling well, everything tonight.
1: Well, okay. yeah, that, that has always been one of my fears is if I ever left the U.S. Well, I mean, okay, if you go to the U.K., it's surprisingly affordable uh, for these yeah. miniatures. But, if, you know, I was always worried about going – like I, I my, we, my wife and I, we love New Zealand. We love Australia. And we're always like, oh, I, I would have to like start making a lot more money just to help. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's is, This is not a hobby for the broke. This no, is, no, You've no, got no. to be doing
2: all right. Most of my – like, yeah. yeah, it is yeah. – but it's like a – look – Yes, it's expensive, but and I've had this conversation with people before, uh, just about how much money you put into the hobby. The thing is, for me, uh, New Zealand's a relatively expensive place to live anyway, so if I want to go to the movies, it's going to be expensive. Just going out for a meal is going to be expensive. Yeah. And, and I always look at the amount I get out of, uh, you know, the enjoyment I get out of yeah, yeah. every dollar that I'm putting in. If I want to take my kids to a movie over here, and by the time you buy ice creams or popcorn or whatever, <laughs> you know, that's $100 down the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to uh, you know, that's maybe a bad example. One model, but if I buy a box of toys for one hundred dollars, I mean that's hours just painting yeah. and putting them together yeah. and enjoying yeah. them, and then and then, then you get to play man. them. So Richard,
0: I... I, I see you've snuck in here. Yeah, oh,
1: Richard, uh, uh Actually, sorry, there was Richard, a question yeah. for you, Steve. Uh, who is your favorite yeah. Space Wolf character from a
2: wolf Ooh. My favorite named character has to be Ragnar Blackmane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... He's, he's cool. Okay. And okay. like, not the, the model tried to
1: kill Gazgol?
2: Yes. Yes. He did
1: try to kill Gazgol. But <laughs> what, about, what about Sculpt? Do you have a favorite Sculpt like miniature that you're like, that is my
2: favorite miniature to see the damage The old Ragnar model. Cool? I've... I've... Do you know what I love? I love. Are we talking just space wolves here? Yeah. Well, because, I mean,
1: let's go with space wolf because that's what you can you can you can pick one space wolf and one non space wolf. Oh, I'm looking.
2: Are you can't. Like, I'm looking up at the shelf of toys. I'm in my little okay. room with all the shelf yeah. of toys. A lot of my favorite sculpts are the ones that I put together myself. My, yeah, my yeah. Uh, ones that I've hacked together. Ah, oh, do you know what I love? I love the wolfen. I just love yeah. the wolfen. Yeah. They're a yeah. nightmare to paint, but they have yeah. very very cool models. They on the look table. so
1: cool with the axes, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just think they look so badass. Yeah, yeah. I you need know, to jump in here. Because guys. Yeah. Our, our
2: beloved
0: uh Express says, by the way, kicker, I have an extra metal Karandras and Baharoth if you want them. And I'm here to tell you, Tomatagotchi, no, don't give him Eldar. Ooh. He doesn't need them. <laughs> it, He's gonna
2: go back to guard as soon as what? the
0: guard book drops.
1: Those Eldar putting on the shelf. It, it won't give you totally extra well. hobby
2: track points either. Like if that's what you're after here, <laughs> hobby track <laughs> points—that's not going to. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just, we could just get you to, hobby points.
1: Just to clear my name, I have no influence on any of the scores. I run the events, and I have no—I'm not a judge. I don't—I don't involve any of the scoring purposely, so to keep some separation yeah. of all that.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> well, let's wrap this one up for the night. Uh, thank you so much for Steve for joining us. Oh, we do have no, another
1: question. One more question. One more question. Oh, Steve, Steve had
0: a question. Sorry.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I did, but it was ages ago, and the moment is gone. I was just going to ask: Is that guy's name really Blade Duel? Because that's like the <laughs> coolest name on the face of the earth. If I was it might be, be.
0: There's there's uh, some interesting names out there. It's whatever you put into BCP, that's your name. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah I understand, but then it's like we had a. Um. Uh, I used to do around journalism. used to follow a motorcycle racer, a local guy who rides a rides a motorbike, and his, his name is Sloan Frost. And I always thought. <laughs> If you're if you're riding a bike at like a million miles an hour down yeah. the down the straight and you're hooning into corners, rubbing your knee on the ground, Sloan Frost is <laughs> just, just, just such a cool name. name. I love that name. <laughs>
1: oh anyway. my gosh, that's awesome. That's like awesome. Blade,
2: Blade Duel is right Blade up.
1: Blade Duel, yeah. I mean, yes, my a-
2: combat army yeah, yeah. Right. well i'm assuming combat. he's got drezar in his army yeah. or someone like that yeah, no. <laughs> yes That's right. yeah,
0: i can see that all right uh again thank you so much for for thank joining you. us steve we really appreciate you, you coming on we appreciate all the support you've had from the network we love everything we're doing with game changers so keep it up we're excited uh for you to get your new episode out whenever you can get that out but we'll have to be patient <laughs> in the meantime you've yeah. got to be safe um <laughs> do you have any final thoughts for us before we head out for the night
2: no, man, just just keep hobbying and keep enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I just, you know what? I love the models. I love the game. Stay positive. It's just, for me, it's all about just getting, getting time at the table and hanging out with friends and enjoying it. And it's very easy to get grumpy about your Chaos Marines only having one wound or your Eldar taking so long to get this amazing codex or your Necrons that I'm just building yeah. right now. Getting oh, into yeah. my... Uh, uh, where are they? Necron Ooh, Army. Hello. There. Oh, nice blade, dude. Look at do. dude. But, yeah, you know, there, a there's, a of, there's a lot of opportunity to get, to get a little grumpy about little things. But you know what? Yeah. This is fun. We do it for fun. It's a fun time, and it's cool, cool hanging out with friends and catching up with you guys and just talking hobby all the time. It's cool.
1: All right.
2: Awesome. Well, thank
0: you so much for joining us, everyone. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday.
1: Good night, guys.